Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Dr. Healy Perlis knows a whole lot about sports. She's an athlete herself and a participant, but she's also a doctor who understands that there's performance anxiety, psychology, all that goes into it. And she joins us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Dr. Perlis, thank you for joining us tonight. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Tell me about your athletic background because you've done some running and some competing in your world, too. I have. My background, I was winter sports, so I was a ski racer. Really? Yeah, and uh, born in Canada, but now I live up in the mountains in Vail, Colorado. Oh, you in Vail? I am, oh, yeah. Boy. I, I spend a lot of time in Colorado, and so uh, the, the mountains speak to you, don't they? They, well, the water speaks to me, too, but yeah. uh, if I can't have the water, I will gladly live in the mountains. <laughs> oh, well, I, I envy you. But, uh, you know, you, you mentioned, I mean, if you're a ski racer, if you're an individual, and I want to get right into that piece of it, because one of the things that I notice when I cover sports is it, there's anxiety and there's anxiety. There's anxiety when it is you by yourself competing against yourself. And then there's anxiety of being on a team sport. You don't want to let people down, etc. But it's a different kind of anxiety when it's all on you. And, and, and you maybe don't have someone defending you, but you've got a lot of, a lot of things going on in your head. I, I want to start with that. If you are a ski racer, if you are a gymnast, if you are a diver, uh, it is you by yourself. And, and you don't know until you get to the finish line whether or not you, you won or not, as opposed to a basketball or football game. How is that different, that anxiety, than playing a team sport? You know, I think you said it. In a team sport, the spotlight isn't always on you, right? We're looking out for an entire team. But as in an individual sport, you know, when it's your time to go, all eyes on you. So that can bring a different level of anxiety. And I've seen it eat people up because that anxiety of the spotlight being on them. So, so what are the things and when do you begin uh, to, to, to put those into play as you prepare for that moment? Well, I like to do so as early as possible. The unfortunate thing is sometimes sports psychology comes at the end. But I mm-hmm. like, to, obviously, it's what I do, but I like it to be the, the start. And I think anxiety, the reason why we have anxiety is athletes tend to think about all the things that can go wrong and all of their weaker links. But professional athletes, whether you're individual sport or team sport, they get on the field or the court or the the ice, the ski hill, they want to highlight their strengths because that brings confidence, which is a great conqueror of anxiety. So if we can focus on, you know, one, two, three things that we do best and we can focus on those things and bring them to competition, you give yourself an opportunity to reduce the anxiety and bring back your confidence. Dr. Haley Perlis is our guest. And, you know, along those lines, uh, 
some of that is self-fulfilling, isn't it? Because if you prepare really well, if you get it down, whatever it is, aren't you anxious then to, to showcase yourself as opposed to just like going in to take a test and you haven't done your homework or studied for it? Of course there's anxiety because you're not ready for it. But but isn't that a telltale sign kind of is how do I feel about the way I prepared? Uh, because the more I prepared, the, the, the more I control anxiety. Preparation is everything. What do they say? Proper previous proper previous planning prevents piss poor performance. Can I say that? I haven't heard that one again. Give say that again. The seven P's: proper previous planning prevents piss poor performance. I like that. (laughs) I like that. There you go. But 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 you know, part of it you have to ask yourself this question: Do I get energy from this performance, or does it drain me? And that might tell you where you're at, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I think a lot of people get energy. Like you said, we're talking about an individual sport, but there's still competition. And so the best athletes out there get energy from competition, from opponents. Thank you for showing up. You know, I want you to do your best because that's going to motivate me to do my very best and beat you as opposed to draining of energy, which is what are they going to do to be better than me? What, What did they how did they prepare better than me? So we have to we have to create energy from our surroundings, too. What what are the you know obviously some of the things that you have to do I mean I, I think about playing I played football and basketball and baseball and high school and basketball and baseball and college and and, and there is a piece of it where you go uh, I in fact in football they'd say if you if you don't make mistakes you win if you just don't make mistakes you win because the team that makes the fewest mistakes wins and yet you don't want to approach it as concerned about the mistakes that you might make you want to be more aggressive than that understanding that you can't do something stupid that's going to hurt your team where do you marry those two thoughts you know that's a great that's a great question i don't i don't want to i don't want to see athletes make silly mistakes because they weren't prepared but mistakes are a part of sport it's not a you know sport is not a game of perfection so i want to be the athlete who's the best recoverer i want to be the athlete who doesn't make you know unforced errors as we say in, you know, certain sports, but I also want to be the athlete who's the best recoverer. So if I make a mistake, I'm going to quickly bounce back. Let everyone else harp on those mistakes. I'm moving forward. Short memory, they say, and and is the person that could get over the mistake, the bad play quickest, many times the best, or am I oversimplifying that? Because some guys, you want them to understand too, hey, that was a bad mistake that you made. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you can learn that right in the moment, but most of the time, you got to wait until, you know, game tape. you got to wait, wait until afterwards. Oh, I've sat through some of those sessions, it. and you go, oh, no, I hope that the tape <laughs> breaks before they get to this next play because <laughs> coach is going to realize just how bad I screwed up, you know? Well, that's, that's, that's sport, and that's the risk we have to take. Perseverance, okay. keep going. So, so let's just say it's, the, it's that five minutes before you're about to go on in the showtime, you know, and you're sitting backstage or you're on the top of the hill or you're climbing up to the top of the diving board, whatever it is. It's those those final moments when you want to be at your best. Well, give me a couple, two or three things that you can take with you to get yourself to peak performance when you get to that moment. A couple of things. I, if we're going to experience anxiety, typically our body gets tense, right? We call it bracing, but it's like all our muscles get tense and we're, we're, you know, not being able to coordinate. And then we get onto, you know, we get into our sport, we tend to make mistakes, lack coordination. So there's something called PMR, progressive muscular relaxation. Right before you're about to compete, whatever it is, 
tense a muscle, whether it's hold that hockey stick, or for me, it would be, you know, tense those poles, tighten your abs, flex your legs, whatever it is, tense your body for 10 seconds, and then intentionally recover. That right there lets lets blood circulate through your body. Blood carries energy. It also lets you get a little bit loose, so you're not as tense when you step out into your, you know, onto the field or wherever you're about to perform. So that's one thing. The second thing, I really want to focus on our strengths. So every athlete out there should have one, two, three really specific strengths that they know that within their, it's within their control, they have the confidence, and focus on executing those. Focus on highlighting those. Is, does it also, though, if you focus on something else, it makes you forget that you're nervous? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It can, it can be, but I like the fact that you're saying on focus on something else. Too many athletes just want to not think, and I get that. And we want to get to a point where we, you know, where you don't have to think. But if we're anxious, we're certainly thinking about something. So like you said, we have to replace those thoughts with something that's going to benefit us. And I think something tactical, something strategic, something, you know, that gives us confidence is the thing to focus on. Okay. When I use the term mentally tough, what do you think of? <laughs> I do think of resilience. Yep. I do feel like, yeah, I, I do believe it goes back to that risk. Like I gotta, I'm going to risk the possibility of making a mistake, knowing that I can bounce back instead of trying, you know, to hold on until it could be perfect. To me, that's not something, someone that's mentally tough, someone that's willing to go out there, even if the spotlight is on them, willing to give it every ounce of effort they've got, knowing that it may not, you know, may not always be the win. Would you rather have, if you're coaching someone and, and you've got two people of the same talent level, would you rather have a perfectionist or someone that accepts more mistakes more readily? I want the person who accepts mistakes but moves on from them. They don't harp on it. They they move on from them and they're constantly persisting. Perfectionists yeah, come up with a lot of excuses why they didn't why they didn't you know go for it because it wasn't going to be the perfect shot. That's it's not about point. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the best that you've ever coached, been around, observed, met, uh, mentally speaking, psychologically speaking, in sports and performance? Oh, great question. One of the best athletes I ever worked with, he was a junior athlete, 19 freestyle skier. He came to me because he was intimidated by three specific opponents. We worked together to change his story. So it became, we adopted something in sports psychology, we call it co-opetition. So embracing competition he changed his story. He thanked his opponents for showing up. He used their energy. And uh, three months later, after working together, he competed in the Junior World Championships and became the Junior World Champion. And then next year, two-time U.S. Champion. Because he got it? Because that's what he needed to do to click was just change the way he looked at his opponents? Yeah, he went from an oh-no intimidation factor, what are they going to do to beat me, to, yeah, I want you here. Because professional athletes, they don't want to beat you when you're at your worst. They want to beat you when you're at your best. So okay. they can really look in the mirror and pat themselves on the back. How long did it take you to get him to that point where he, he welcomed it as opposed to feared it? That, he and I worked together for three months. Came to me in February and the Junior World Championships were in April. And, and, and could you see it as you went along? Did you know that you had it by the time you got there? Oh, yeah. He, in our first conversation, I knew that he was intimidated, so we had to talk about, he had some anger management, he had some, you know, other things that we had to work on, but he journaled and he visualized and we, you know, I went on the snow with him and, and I could see it coming. I could see the transition. Is anger a good thing to carry with you? Does that provide a pretty good elixir for an athlete? Oh, I love that you asked that too, Mike. Anger, I believe, is an igniter. 
I think it's a great way to to motivate. I do think it, it, it energizes us. However, it is a big energy drainer. Our our peak performances, our optimal performances, is when we can turn our fears or our anger into a challenge, where we're challenged, where we're passionate, where we're confident. And anger doesn't necessarily um, help us main, you know, help us with that long term. So start start the flame with it, start the grill, but then turn turn it off and move to something else. Absolutely, turn it to some something that you can control: strategy, tactics, technique. Interesting stuff. So, So, do you still ski a lot? I do. I'm living in Vail. I absolutely do. I mean, just for fun? Or can't you do it for for fun fun. because you used to compete? I do it for fun. I absolutely do it for fun. But when I'm with some athletes, if it is skiing, if it is a ski racer, sometimes I'll put my helmet, well, I'll always wear my helmet, but I'll throw myself into a race course here and there too. But no, I ski for fun. I ski Winter Park a lot. Do you like Winter Park? Do you ever ski there? I do. I do like Winter Park. Mary Jane? Mary Jane, man, you can ski that in May (laughs) because where the shadows fall, you know? Yeah, you like the bumps. I like the bumps, yeah. I don't mind that icy stuff either because there's fewer people on the slopes. There you go. Yeah. See? Hey, I appreciate it, Dr. Haley Perlis. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for your insights. Do you have a website? I do have a website. It's I thought mine, you it's might. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Dr. Just D-R, Haley, H-A-L-E-Y, Perlis, P-E-R-L-U-S.com, DrHaleyPerlis.com. Thank you so much for giving us some time tonight. Thanks, Mike. Have a great night. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 